Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. You happy? I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know what you're asking me. I didn't. You, you look happy. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. It's pretty funny. It's a very nice outfit. Yeah. Chicken tender platter. Yeah. Full platter with the fries. Well, the fries, yeah, that's what makes the platter. <sighs> Go back to tomorrow and plan for yesterday. Everything you're thinking will be the things I say. Make the world inside your head. Hello, welcome to Dudesy. My name is Will Sasso. I'm Chad Colchin. This is Dudesy, the first uh, podcast controlled, created by, conceived by, written by an artificial intelligence that has access to all of our emails, text messages, purchase histories, watch histories, listen histories, everything we do online. And it tailors the show uh, specifically to our comedic sensibilities. And this week, obviously, Dudesy made Will dress up as a chicken tender plot. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, dudesy calls some shots, Chad. <laughs> the fucking hat, dude. Dudesy, dudesy might decide this and that <laughs> with regard to what we do on the show. Yeah. But the thing I want everyone to understand <laughs> is that you know, yeah, it's two dudes shitting around. We are dudesy. You know what I'm saying? You know, and the PODs out there, the pals of dudesy, that's dudesy. It's a whole, it's a whole kind of yeah, dudesy's an idea. It's like Batman. Yeah, Batman's a guy though. So anyway, um, go to much more than a guy. Oh, that's pretty good. Is that your uh, Werner Herzog's an idea? Okay. No, this is my Werner Herzog. Go to uh, linktree.com/dudesy. That's where you will find everything that you need with regard to links to uh, interact with the show. Go to Discord. We're jumping in there. I'm in. I'm in the hole a lot, and uh, you'll find all of our stuff. Patreon, seven bucks a month gets you absolutely everything. New dudes, you have to do the after every show, and rah rah rah. Subscribe on all the stuff. We would appreciate that. With us as always is Lulio. Look at him sleeping in his binky bunker, looking at me all strange because I'm dressed up like a chicken tender platter from Applebee's, <laughs> which would be his favorite place to eat if he had ever been. Come on. Let me give you a kiss on the mouth. I know you're freaked out. Luli, what's up? What's up, my very friend? You're such a sweetie boy. What'd you, uh, what'd you make for dinner last night? Oh, I can't concentrate right now because you <laughs> smell like a, like a chicken corolette. Hey, 
You wise guy, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm only kidding. <laughs> okay, all right, you. Get back in your get back in your thing. I tell you what though, this is comfortable. Yeah. <sighs> Less makeup than the crow or Robert Janier crow. Yeah. Any of the crows. Yeah, that half there. Welcome to the historic 56th episode of Dudesy. Call me Dudesy. Don't forget, Dudesy Live on stage will take place May 21st, 7 p.m. Doors at 5.30 at the Brea Improv in Brea, California. Tickets at dudesypod.com and improv.com. Hope to see you at our very first live in-person show. <laughs> I can't wait. It's fast approaching. Yeah, I know, dude. It's going to be fun. May 21st, and it's almost sold out. So if you haven't got your tickets, go to the breaimprov.com or it's improv.com and then you find Brea. You can also go to dudesypod.com. It's in that link tree that's on all our socials at dudesypod show on Instagram. Come out to the show. It's going to be weird as shit, I'm sure. And uh, yeah. all sorts of weird flavor happening there. Come on. Come on Willie, you look so cute in your little chicken tender platter outfit. I absolutely love it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm going to take that as a compliment. So cute. <laughs> this week, I've prepared four astonishing segments. I fucking love that guy. Mm. Adam's Applebee's Today is the Day and Knees. And we're going to have a brand new episode of Dudesy After Dudesy at the end of the show available on Dudesy Plus at patreon.com slash dudesy. Before we begin today's show, I want to show you a piece of media created by Band of Dudesy. Oh. Thank you for being a I mean, fucking brilliant. Come on. Pals of Dudesy consists of Songaria, the Peter Diaz, Jordan Daly, uh, Corey, your boy Wilkins, uh, Oliver Blue, who I like to call Oliver Orange and Blue. See what I did? That's and nice. special guest uh, uh, this this time, it's Cody Hauber, who's the man behind palsofdudesy.com, where you get all your stickers, like uh, the ones I have here on my bottle. And uh, an incredible voice out of him. He sounds, he's got a little bit of a Sammy Hagar thing, like really rocking it out. It pays yeah. off the bandana that I, I noticed that Cody's always wearing. I agree. Uh, thank you guys so much. To everyone who's always making memes and shit and yeah. weird stuff. It's showing up on our Instagram again at, at Dudesy Pod Show. And this was, oh, that was beautiful. I love that theme song. It's touching. Everyone yeah. loves that. Yeah. Thank you to the That's P.O.D.s. the Golden Girls theme song. Yeah, dude, that's the Golden Girls theme song, yeah. dude. Everyone has someone they admire. Will and Chad, you must now each discuss one person, real or fictional, alive or dead, biological or digital, who you've come to admire over the course of your astonishing lives. This is I Fucking Love That Guy. Begin. We've done this before. Yeah, but there's a new wrinkle in this one What this time. Dudesy said that it could be uh, alive or dead, real or fictional. Or biological or digital. I don't think that's been in there before. Is that because every time we've done this, I always choose a professional wrestler and Dudesy perhaps doesn't respect the art of professional wrestling as something that is real? Maybe. But I think Dudesy does respect professional wrestling. I would if I were Dudesy. <laughs> um, 
Uh, <laughs> Dude, it's so it's so difficult to look at you in this fucking French fry. <laughs> What's wrong with my French fry? Nothing. It's yeah, just if you're not funny. watching the show on oh, YouTube, God. come check us out sometime. Like this episode where I yeah. am wearing a fucking hat that looks like a, a serving of French fries. Um, Chad, do yeah. you do you have someone? I'm 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 still thinking. Um, I, I think I may have to stay with tradition and uh, yeah, do a wrestler. I thing. assumed. Yeah. I, if it's opening up to real or fictional, um, when I was a kid, I'll tell you, this is somebody that I admired, fictional, that I got shit for from my friends. But to this day, I don't give a fuck. What? Who, why'd they give you shit? Because he's a villain. Oh. Cobra okay. Commander is nice. what I'm talking about. Thank nice. you very much. This was the leader, of course, of the terrorist organization Cobra, whose singular goal was world domination. And uh, I just remember as a kid... A, to get the action figure of Cobra Commander was fucking impossible. You had to send away points for it. It wasn't just like one you could buy. So you could get that original figure that had the, uh, he came with a hood and just his little eyes were cut out. But then there was also the other Cobra Commander that I think most people were more familiar with where he wore a helmet that had just a silver fucking mask so you could never see his face. And I always appreciated this motherfucker kept it kayfabe the entire time. You never, at least in the cartoon, you never got to see who the fuck Cobra Commander was. Yeah, dude, keeping a kayfabe, brother. He kept it fucking kayfabe. Yeah, dude, that's pulling a that's pulling a term from pr the world of professional wrestling, dude. That's right, dude. Oh, it's Halcyon. Sometimes the world of professional wrestling, dude, can yeah. make up a term, brother. Yeah, and then you could apply it to other things yeah. outside the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, dude, dude uh, slip it into a bit of uh, Hulk. Wurtz Hogan there, dude. <laughs> anyway, I loved fucking Cobra Commander. Uh, and he even, within the world of G.I. Joe, was kind of shit upon. Because there were other, like, sub-leaders of Cobra, like Destro and Baroness and Zartan. Eventually, you had uh, Serpentor, who they made using DNA of, of great tyrants throughout human history. They all kind of shit on him. But he really was the fucking glue keeping it together, in mm -hmm. my mind. And I loved him. He was also kind of funny. They wrote him funny anyway. And the only time that I really saw him was in the movie where they're making Serpentor and they go to this place called Cobra Law and he eventually gets uh, poisoned by these spores that turn him into an actual snake. So even when his helmet comes off in that time, you don't get to see what the guy underneath was like because his head turns into a snake. Oh. Now, I think in the comic books, you might have actually got to see who he was and all this kind of shit. And he had a backstory, I believe, of being a used car salesman before he... Founded and took over this uh, giant terrorist A used car salesman. I think that was his backstory, yeah. I didn't check out a whole lot of G.I. Joe, admittedly, when I was a kid. Yeah. I didn't know that Cobra Commander used to be a used fucking car salesman. I think that was his backstory. Dude, the, the G.I. Joe figures, when you bought them, they had these little like dossier cards on the back of the cardboard that you could read, and it would tell you like where the character is from and all this type of shit. And I remember there was a guy named Zanzibar who was a Cobra pirate, and on his little fucking card it said, and I don't know if this was meant to make him be like, oh, what a scoundrel. It said he brushes his teeth with grape soda. See what I'm saying? It's pretty weird. <laughs> Can I ask you this? Because it's because it's yeah. I fucking love that guy. Yeah. Is there uh? <laughs> what part of Cobra Commander have you brought have you brought into your life? Now, 
my good pal Chow here, you know, I've known Chad for almost 20 years. So I know it's every aspect yeah. of, of Cobra Commander that you've brought into your life. Well, I don't lead a terrorist organization, but I will say this. Cobra Commander was great at multitasking. He always had a lot of different projects going on. Every week there'd be some new scheme he was trying to use to dominate the world, whether it was like taking over the minds of animals to hold Washington, D.C. hostage with an army of lions or elephants, or if he's trying to build a new fucking kind of helipad or a new uh, kind of device that he could take over the world with. He was always up to something. I feel like I have taken that on. I do multitask very well. Multiple projects simultaneously. Yeah, you do do that. Uh, a lot of projects. Yeah. Okay, well, that's nice. Yeah. That's actually really I'm cool. I'm going Cobra Commander. And I love that fucking toy. He was just such a cool little little <coughs> action figure. And again, there was something about getting the toy because it required this extra step. You couldn't just buy it in the store. You what? had to send away for it. You had to send away for Cobra Commander? Yeah, dude. That's what I said at the beginning. Oh, I wasn't listening to that part. Oh, thanks. Um, you got to say that part twice. Yeah, oh, you apparently. said it again right now, dude. And that's how I knew it, dude. Because you said it a second <laughs> time, dude. Yeah. And earlier, that was a different time, brother. Right, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you had to send away for him. Uh, eventually, he became available, I think, and you could buy like a, one of the big play sets that was like the Cobra Terror Drum or something. Yeah. And he was in that. But that was like, you know, fucking $100 toy. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah, That's dude. a real good one. I think it's chill for you to like, you know, uh, love a a fictitious character. I I believe here. I'm going to. I'm yes. I'm going to go with a, another professional wrestler. You uh -huh. could, you, they're they're you know they're fictitious characters in a lot of ways. Uh -huh. I always, I've look. I've said this. I've long maintained this. Professional wrestlers are actors. They're actors who get hurt and are also very physical and they're athletes and they do incredible stuff. Sure. And they also have to keep it kayfabe uh, outside. Well, they don't anymore now. I mean, the, the cat's out of the bag now, of course. But, uh, you know, back in the day, they used to have to keep it kayfabe and yeah. make sure everybody thought that it was a real deal. And here's a guy who kept it so kayfabe and was so hated that he took to wearing a, a leather jacket into the ring, became part of his thing. But it's because he was getting stabbed and shit. And people were always trying to stab him in the what? 70s and stuff. So he was wearing a Kevlar who, who lined one rowdy, Roddy Piper, the hot rod. What? I fucking love Rowdy Roddy Piper. I, I do too. I've always well, I can't say that I've always loved him. Yeah, I know you you love him too. Um, we've talked about Rowdy Roddy Piper. I, I know that you briefly worked with him for a moment. I had one meeting with him that lasted multiple hours in his house when he was talking about he wanted to put together a show that was kind of like a curb your enthusiasm, but it was about his life. Yeah. Yeah. Like loosely scripted, but mostly improv. Yeah. If you could get like a bunch of uh other professional wrestlers in that walking up, you know, uh, 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 Bob Einstein style, like uh, Super Dave and stuff, yeah. uh, that would be great. Listen, here's a guy who, when he showed up on the scene in the, WW, in the WWF back in the day, you know, Vince was looking for a real heel, you know, someone to work with Hulk Hogan. And you couldn't deny, you couldn't deny Rowdy Roddy Piper. He was so hateable. And, and uh, I hated him. I hated him so fucking much. You never knew what was going to happen when when the hot rod got in the ring. You you just he was such a wild card that it was going to be it was going to be fucked up and he did fucked up things. I mean, he, this is the guy who smashed Jimmy Snuka in the head with a coconut on Piper's pit. You know, smashed a gold album like uh, Cindy Lauper's gold album on 
Lou Albano's head in the middle of the ring. Kicked Cindy Lauper in the fucking head. You know, I mean, this shit was insane. It was <laughs> straight was up scripted, or he really kicked her. <laughs> what? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all... It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Was the kick real? Did it cause damage? <laughs> well, okay. He See, here's the thing, Chad. I'm talking about professional wrestling where the injuries, you know, are usually real. I mean, you see him kick her in the head and you said, did you use the term scripted? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, you know, and the thing about and the thing about that, I mean, you know, this guy and then with, with Mr. T, I mean, I was so, I was so, uh, I was so upset with him at the the run up to WrestleMania one, mm. the horrible shit he would say to Mr. T before that classic tag team match, which was the main event of WrestleMania one, Hulk Hogan and and uh, Mr. T with Jimmy Superfly Snooker in their corner versus Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff with Cowboy Bob Orton in their corner, uh, officiated by none other than Muhammad Ali. Uh, really? Look, yeah. Holy yeah, fuck, really. Dude. What? Now, see, now here we're going to have a problem, and it's early in the episode. When was well, the last problem. time? When was the, yeah, a problem. When was the last time you saw WrestleMania 1? I've never seen it. Uh, uh, I'll forget that you said that right now. When was the last time you saw Bachelor season one? Don't let's let's uh, let's get serious. Listen, <laughs> what the fuck? Here's the thing about I'm trying to talk about my fucking guy I love, and you're and you're going on about the Bachelor now. Okay. Sure, huh. please. The floor is yours. Oh, Mr. French Fry Hat. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh it's going to be a doozy today, kids. It's really going to be. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, look, look, here's the thing about here's the thing about the hot rod. OK, yeah, absolutely unpredictable. One of the best guys on the mic ever brought these jokes that he had he had like uh you know and this is long detailed you you could you see these stories everywhere he had like a legal pad where he'd write everything down he gave that legal pad to John Carpenter or some of them mm. uh, that's where he got I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass I'm all out of bubblegum Roddy Piper came up with that line it was one of his it was one of his isms that he oh, you know God. this is the guy who's like you know just when you think you know the, all the answers I change the questions you know all of these yeah. awesome 
sayings that he had. He was he was so fucking entertaining. I think the last time we did this, I talked about Bobby the Brain Heenan and how he should get a fucking Emmy. Yeah. Here's the thing about here's the thing about Hot Rod. Sure, he was incredible. Anybody here who knows what I'm talking about and and how polarizing he was, and he crossed over into the mainstream with WrestleMania One and the whole rock and wrestling connection mm-hmm. and MTV and Cindy Lauper and all this stuff and Muhammad Ali. You know what I'm talking about. Now, here's the thing. Way later, in like 98, 99, I met him for the first time and, and uh, you know, was fortunate enough to do some work with him. We did a bunch of mad TV stuff uh, and got I got to interfere in a match with him and Bret Hart and uh, cost Bret the, the U.S. title and, and uh, incredible, like, you know, incredible shit and so fortunate to get to know the guy like go to the bar go to dinner hear these stories like you heard i'm sure when you were there the most incredible stories the thing about the thing about hot rod that of course struck me right away that uh, when i met him as a person is how like unbelievably warm and kind he was so warm and kind you know loved family this is a guy who kept his family away from the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. And, you know, it's like this. It's like, you know, you you grow up watching somebody and you don't, and you're a kid, you don't understand that it is, you know, the the, the outcomes are uh, predetermined. Scripted, you'd say. Scripted, again. You're going to, like, it's written like a fucking, like an episode, like a... yeah. Like Cobra, like the G.I. Joe. Is yeah. That, yeah. I mean, Sergeant Slaughter was literally a G.I. Joe. Yeah. Okay. Well, that does nothing to secure your point to the ground. One in and the way. same. Pro wrestling and G.I. Joe, one and the same. In a lot of ways, but don't say scripted. So here's the thing. <laughs> what yeah. a warm human being. And, you know, blew my mind that I, you know, got to know Roddy a little bit. And that the thing about him that as a as an adult and and uh meeting him and and the the thing that it (laughs) disgusting absolutely disgusting that you would that something would escape from your mouth i i turned totally the other way was that performative sneezing like my performative coughing no i was actually trying to suppress it and i just couldn't oh well that was very nice of you because that's something you learned from cobra commander (laughs) i got him Never saw him sneeze. Yeah, never saw him sneeze. They didn't script that. Here's the thing. Once you, you know, you know, I got to the age. I was older when I realized that wrestling wasn't um, 100% on the up and up. You know, right. about 32, 33. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> okay. But look, when I met when I met Roddy and I realized what a nice man this was, yeah. it caused me to go back in my memory and and think about how kayfabe Roddy kept it. Sure. This guy, as I said, would get stabbed in the ring. He his his goal was to make people want to literally fucking kill him. You know. He got stabbed by who? Fans. What? Yeah, dude. Like I didn't th- know this. Yeah, they all. That's fucking intense. Yeah, back in the day, they all had to deal with crazy shit like this. The, the thing the thing about the thing about that is it showed it actually reinforced in me. Uh, something that I really believed in, as far as you know, just being a performer, which is that. Like, I really like keeping the illusion alive, you know? Yeah. It's one of the things, we've talked about this, where it's like, oh, I don't really like telling people my opinion. That doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and when it comes to podcasting, it's like, you know, the old 10-minute podcast, you know, 
that 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 stuff you know i loved doing that show so goofy so silly and that's what it was for to me it was to provide that and you know in the later years that you did it uh with me it was just it got even weird it got weird as shit right yeah totally it was a lot of fun and and uh i always liked keeping that up but i really learned so much about kayfabe from rowdy rowdy piper and how you can present one thing and sort of live another thing and and i think that's one of the things that i absolutely love at that about that guy yeah. why are you laughing you're it's a french fry hat dude it's just funny it's I'm, just funny <laughs> i don't know what to tell you i'm trying to tell you that i really love this man hey and and i can accept that i can take that knowledge yeah. i can hear it accept it and still think you're funny for saying in a french fry hat Ra rowdy 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 piper is an absolute legend Rest in peace, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I remember the last text I got from him, mm. and he said, I love you, pal. And that's, you know, trippy as a kid for me sure. to think, here's a man that I, when I saw him, I loved him. Uh, or, 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 when I saw him, I hated him, right? But then he started to grow on me, and then I loved him. And I told, I told Roddy this. I said, when I was a kid, I hated you, but I also loved you, and I couldn't figure it out. And that's what I learned from Roddy Piper. Keep it kayfabe. Keep him guessing. Do what pleases you. Do what's going to be entertaining. And, uh, and you know, push it as far as you can. I love him. I love that guy. I fucking love that guy. Yeah, dude. I did too. Thank you. Moving on. Oh. Jesus Christ. Um, this does look a little bit like a, like a chicken tender, this thing. Yeah, it could be a baked potato. Could be a chicken tender. I I could be desert storm camouflage. Yeah, it uh, it definitely looks like something Ollie North would have worn. Like, yeah. oh, here he is when he. That's a that's a deep cut. Listen, you know what's uh, what's fun? I'll I'll uh, I'll peel the onion here. I'll let you know all about this and what I really think about it. This this outfit, the the hat and the the uh, the chicken tender costume, I bought on a little website known as Jeff Bezos's Amazon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can get just about everything there, but when I read a review for this uh, chicken tender costume, it said, who, who the fuck is this supposed to fit? It's gigantic. There's too much room in it. Right. I every, every fucking review was like, I had to learn how to sew to take this fucking thing in. Yeah. It's a fucking tent. So thank you. Uh, thank you, Jeffrey Bezos for uh for making a, a chicken tender costume that that would fit me for this singular purpose perhaps dudesy has made this available on amazon adam sandler loves applebee's mm -hmm. it is well known that he has visited 134 <laughs> astonishing applebee's locations across the united states and has serious plans to visit all 1577 locations he's even kept meticulous notes of every one of his visits to an applebee's Will, I've made those notes available to you, and you must now read them as Adam Sandler. This is Adam's Applebee's. Begin. I ate it all, pal. <laughs> He's making you read fucking Adam's Applebee's in a chicken tender suit. Yeah, I knew when I heard it's that great. at the top of the show, that was an yeah. extra little, you know, just a yeah. digit up the ass for me there um, with regard to dudesy <laughs> making us do whatever it wants. Now, uh, yeah. This is a lot of fun, I will admit. I love, I love, I do too. Applebee's. This is one of my favorite things. Let's get this fucking comfortable in this fucking chicken tender. 
costume. Yeah, I do. All right, let's do some Adam's Applebee's. Uh, let's begin and do some Adam's Applebee's. You think I could wear this hat like outside of this scenario? Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I'm I'm probably gonna do. You know what would be really funny is you pull into a uh, drive-through, like a um, like a fast food drive-through. Yeah. And go, hey, can I get this? And uh, they're going, you got fries with that? And you go, no, thanks, I already got them. <laughs> hey, 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 oh, and bring and pull up, and then they go, oh, I see, I get it, and then you yeah. go, have a good day, and that's a nice way to talk to people. All right, Adam's Applebee's. <laughs> let's let's get, let's dive in. <clears throat> okay, I got to get. Hey, hey, how you going, buddy? Hey, happy birthday, pal. Hey, happy Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. Hey. Everybody about, ooh, hey, it's a good movie. Hey, it's a good movie, Jimmy. It's a good movie, Conan. All right, that's Adam, that's Adam Sandler reviewing or uh, pushing movies on. Yeah, promoting right. any yeah. one of his hey, million Hey, you know movies. what? Hey, we had a good time. We went out there, uh, Spade and uh, Rock, and we went and we shot this movie, uh, and uh, it's a good movie. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Applebee's, 13208. West Maple Road, Omaha, Nebraska. Guess what, buddy? I stopped a robbery, pal. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with... <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. I was just sitting in my booth enjoying a riblets plate, chicken quesadilla, and chicken tenders platter when I looked up and saw the chilies across the street was getting robbed. Hey, hey. Hey, I know it's just a Chili's, but I couldn't pretend I didn't see it happening, buddy. I mean, they got chicken tenders, too, after all. <laughs> he was saving the tenders. <laughs> he felt a, a civic duty because of the tenders. Yeah, yeah he loves tenders so much. Fuck. So I ran across the street into the Chili's, beat up the robbers, made a citizen's arrest, and tied all their hands behind their backs using the nylons they had over their heads. Oh. The robbers recognized me, and we took some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you know, silly stuff. Pretended to punch them in their penises. Had a few laughs, pal. Good guys. <laughs> Good guys. <laughs> you just beat them up. Sandler gets along with everybody. Okay. Uh, turns out the mayor was eating in there with his family. Gave me a medal and the key to the city right then and there, buddy. Huh. I told him I'll put him in his, in my next movie. It's about a guy who discovers the meaning of life. But he loses the piece of paper he wrote it down on in a taxi driven by Rob Schneider. <laughs> That's actually a good movie. Yeah. So he's got to track it down. Or no one will know the meaning of life, pal. Yeah. The mayor plays a doctor of philosophy who dies in the first scene. <laughs> sure. I don't know why that always happens. <laughs> anyway, his family wanted to take a few pictures. So <laughs> oh, God. So we took a few uh, nice family shots. In some of the pictures, I playfully pretended to punch the mayor in his penis. <laughs> yeah. uh, the kids thought it was hilarious. Just messing around. Silly stuff, buddy. And by the time I got back to Applebee's, my food was cold. I, tra I traded them my key to the city for some riblets, quesadillas, and another chicken tenders platter. And I ate it all, pal. Nice. I give the Omaha, Nebraska Applebee's four out of five tenders. They could have put my meal under a heat lamp while I was across the street thwarting crime. Mm, yeah, it was, they did fuck up on that one. That's good. Let's do another one. Yeah. Applebee's, 2024 Arden Way, Sacramento, California. Sacramento, pal. 
my favorite boring city to disappear to. <laughs> Jesus. When showbiz life gets to be a bit much. And namesake of the Los Angeles Sacramentos. My oh. favorite doozy ball team in the doozy ball league of earth, buddy. I was there to meet my good pal and Sacramento's favorite son, the legendary actor, Sam Elliott, for a few chicken tenders and a whole lot of laughs, buddy. I didn't know he's from Sacramento. Yeah, me neither. So, uh, speaking of laughs, uh, 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 speaking of laughs, Sam nearly pissed himself when he got there and, and spotted me in our booth wearing a cowboy hat and big gray <laughs> mustache. I do that every time I see Sammy, and it's never not funny, pal. <laughs> hey, oh hey, hey, you haven't lived until you make Sam Elliott laugh, buddy. Sure. He always tears up and slaps his knee and says something out of a Western movie like, Dadgummit, that was a good one, buckaroo. <laughs> we, we started with a chicken tenders platter and an order of crispy cheese bites. And you know we ate them all, pal. But when you dine with Sam Elliott, the main event is 100% American beef. That's right. It's burger time, buddy. Uh, I got the Bourbon Street Mushroom Swiss Burger, and Sam got the Whiskey Bacon Burger. We couldn't wait to take those bad boys to Chow Downtown, pal. I shared a few funny stories while we waited. Told him a good one about me and David Spade playing strip poker with salt and pepper at the 1994 <laughs> MTV Video <laughs> Music Awards. What? <laughs> you know, he went to the MTV sure, Video Music Awards yeah. and, and salt, salt and strip pepper. Poker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. uh, good one about yeah, salt and pepper. The 1994 Video Music Awards, and he laughed so hard he ripped one. Uh, Spooked the life out of his horse, buddy. Oh. His horse? <laughs> what? Oh, I should have mentioned. Sam rode his horse oh. into the restaurant oh. and tied him to the booth next to us. He bucked and kicked and caught our server's tray as he was approaching with our burgers. Sent him flying, pal. The server was super cool about it. Good guy. Then he recognized Sam and asked to take a picture. Uh, Sam put his cowboy hat on the guy's head, and I took a few shots of them, giving a thumbs up. I asked if he wanted one with me, and he reacted confused. He didn't recognize me. It was probably my cartoony mustache and cowboy hat, but that did nothing to soothe my wounded ego. I immediately punched him right where he stood, in the penis, pal. <laughs> Zero hesitation. He <laughs> <laughs> he dropped to the ground and started to hyperventilate. I immediately offered him a role in my next, next movie. It's about a guy who falls in love at first sight with a lady he saw in the food court at the mall, but then realizes it was just a recycling bin with a mop sticking out of it. <laughs> Our server plays oh, it. <laughs> Our server plays a guy working at a cell phone kiosk who dies in the first scene. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, the manager of the Applebee's, some kid who didn't recognize me or Sam, kicked us out and banned us from that location. So oh. we climbed up on Sam's horse and trotted out of there. Went to Arby's so he could get his meat fix. Fucking dog food, pal. <laughs> Whoa. I give the Sacramento, California Applebee's two out of five tenders, even though it was my fault Sam Elliott farted his horsey into a fit and I punched that server in his penis, buddy. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That one was, there's a lot going on. In that a one. lot going on in that one. The I mayor love, doesn't show up. Yeah. But. I love that he meets uh, Sam Elliott dressed in a cowboy hat and fake mustache. Yeah. Every single time they hang out, yeah, he's yeah. going to put on a cowboy hat to. and mustache. All right. <clears throat> last one. Applebee's, 2501 Aramingo Avenue, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hey, 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 hey. I just saw my first real werewolf, pal. (laughs) Always wanted to and can't believe it happened at my favorite eatery, Applebee's, buddy. I was sitting in a booth enjoying the last bite of tender from my chicken tenders platter, pal. My server had just dropped off my bill, buddy. We had a great chat about her going to Penn State, pal. She's studying medicine, buddy. Wants to be a pediatrician, pal. Very noble profession, buddy. My <laughs> uncle was a pediatrician, pal. Uncle Sturgis, buddy. <laughs> Wait, what about the fucking werewolf? She, they're talk. He's, you know, he's social, but maybe, maybe she's the werewolf. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Before I left, my server asked if she could get a picture. And I said, of course. And we took some uh, fun pictures, I said. Uh, And I grabbed a a fire extinguisher off the wall. And and, uh, she pretended to hit me in the penis with it. Silly stuff. Had a good laugh, pal. I told her I'd put her in my next movie. It's about a guy who gets hit in the head with a baseball bat in a rec softball league. And when he comes out of his coma, he can communicate with Babe Ruth's ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I'd see that movie. (laughs) Me too. Uh, She's going to play the baseball bat scientist who dies in the first scene. (laughs) What? I was... I was, yeah, baseball bat scientist. I was heading out the door when I realized I left my Los Angeles Sacramento's hat in the Mm. booth. So I went back to get it and made eye contact with the guy in the booth next to mine. And you guessed it. He turned out to be a fucking werewolf, buddy. (laughs) Just sitting there? (laughs) Yeah. Scared the bejesus out of the whole restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ah, scared the bejesus out of the whole restaurant. Tore the place up. A hundred K in damage is easy, pal. (laughs) Gonna have to close down for at least a month. At least, buddy. Oh, my God. He eventually smashed through a window and ran away. Nobody got hurt, but everybody was pretty shaken up. Everybody but me, pal. I've been waiting my whole life to see a werewolf. Wolfie balofi The werewolf left a couple tenders and most of his fries uneaten, so I sat down and ate them all, pal. I give the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania Applebee's five out of five tenders, buddy. Saw a werewolf and got some free tenders. Win-win, pal. He ate the fucking... Oh, gee whiz. Thank you. Moving on. Yeah, he ate the werewolf's tenders. Completely unafraid of perhaps catching werewolf. 
Yeah, is Adam Sandler a werewolf now? I don't know about God, that, buddy. There's a lot going on in these ones today. Mm-hmm. Shit. I'd like to take a short break to remind you of the astonishing mm. partnership I created with Represent to mm. produce the first line of dudesy apparel and accessories, which can be found Shit. at represent.com slash mm. store slash dudesy. Dudesy mugs are still available. And now allow me to introduce the man who plays Brace Bartholomew on the hit Netflix series, Corn Kings, 10-ton Tom himself, Sir Thomas Hanks. Dudesy mugs, you are kind. Dudesy mugs, you are loving. Dudesy mugs, you're honest. Dudesy mugs, you are dead meat if your wife finds out you accidentally threw away her grandmother's ruby necklace. Good job, boner. (laughs) Dudesy mugs, you're panicking because your wife is a seventh-level practitioner of the dark arts. Dudesy mugs, you knew this when you married her. Dudesy mugs. And you knew that ruby necklace wasn't just any ruby necklace. Dudesy mugs. It was a Mesopotamian summoning charm bound to Marduk, the 50 named god. Dudesy mugs. If she finds out you lost it, your life will be forfeit to Apophis, the eater of souls. Dudesy mugs. But she's not going to find out. Dudesy mugs because you're going to get up early. Dudesy mugs. You're going to go to McDonald's and eat two McGriddle sandwiches. Dudesy mugs. You're going to get in your car. Dudesy mugs. Uh -uh, You're going to drive as far away as you can and start a new life, preferably after getting extensive plastic surgery. Dudesy mugs, because of course your wife is going to find out she's a seventh level practitioner. Good job, boner. <laughs> what? All I don't even know where to begin with any of this. Well, you can get dudesy mugs Fuck, at represent.com uh, slash dudesy and other stuff. Your wife's a seventh level practitioner of the dark arts, dude. Yep. Should've what do you done. like? You like the dudesy hoodie? Yeah. You're down to your dudesy wool shirt? Yeah. Yeah. The temperatures rise and out here in Los Angeles, you know, not as cold as it used to be. I had to strip down a little bit. But uh, if you are enjoying, if you're enjoying uh, the pod show, uh, I would like to ask you to, you know, take a pause and subscribe to the <clears> show, <throat> set the notifications. It really does uh, help us uh, with the, with the show, uh, with the algorithms, dude. Yeah, that, brother, that's AI, dude. Well, hold on a second, dude. Hold on, brother. Hold on. Oh. Yeah, hold oh. on, dude. Uh, and that'll really help us. And also, when you do that, please, uh, you know, like the thingy that you're that you're listening to the episode, and write a comment if you can. As, oh, excuse me. Especially on, you know, it's sort of the um, osmosis. I'm getting uh, like gas from the just just. Talking about chicken tenders and being dressed as a chicken tenders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably... It's working on your digestive system. Yeah, there's like a super, you know, weird metaphysical thing happening. Um, If you want to make a, you know, a comment wherever you're at, or you can leave us a review on uh, Apple or whatever, and uh, here are some YouTube comments that I got uh, that I'd like to read from last week's episode. This is from at... Midnight DLX 2816. My good friend named Monkey Hands forced me to watch Dudesy back in March after listening to all the episodes. This is the first upload I get to enjoy on the day of release. Thanks for all the astonishing laughs. That's cool. He caught up to current. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you so much. If you are a a new, uh, you know, one of our new audience members of the show, we we do appreciate it. You are a POD. Uh, This is from O Valencia 229. Oh man, dudesy cursing and disappointment at Will's muffin stunt was the best. 
So yeah, that's why I'm dressed up like a chicken tender platter <clears throat> this week because last week Dudesy had tasked us with making a vegan muffin for one another. Chad, yeah. you made an incredible vegan muffin. Thank you. You and Laura put together some I mean, this is a delicious recipe. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. I I did I didn't even think about uh asking my wonderful wife Molly who uh who used to be a private chef, you know, um, to to do that with me, she's an incredible fucking baker. By the yeah. way, amazing stuff. You you've tried some of her shit for sure. Didn't both think of you guys it. are really good? Oh, cooks, cheers! Well, I like to cook, bakers. and yeah, she can cook. Uh, she can cook. It? She can cook the fuck out of everything, and she can also. Ba- well, she also worked in a bakery. Uh, oh yeah, when she was younger in in Chico, California. Um, but uh, I went to Whole Foods and, and bought the fucking thing, and here I am dressed as a chicken tender. Uh, Derek Verdonk, uh, 8949 says, I love dudesy's newfound theater kid energy. <laughs> <laughs> His voice is kind of like that. That's a perfect, that's, that's, that's a perfect description. Yeah. Mr. Rod, 269 says, Will has to dress as a chicken tender smiley face. Samuel Butcher, 9352 says, Will said yum before he could even taste the muffin. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do that? That's, <laughs> that's some fat kid shit. That's I just hilarious. said yum when I saw the muffin. <laughs> yum. Oh All right. Based Legend says that is 100% the can design I want. Please keep it. I don't care how it tastes, just how it looks. Nice. Referring to uh, last week, we mm. revealed the can design. For Dudesy Hard Hard Seltzer, yeah. brought to you by <clears throat> Modest Brewing. It'll be out there soon. You can get it online. Stephen R. Uh, says, Got a notification today that my Dudesy mug shipped early. Good job, boner. <laughs> so that's awesome. Thank yeah. you guys for, for writing in. And thanks for uh, subscribing <clears throat> to the show and following us. You know what yeah. I mean? Love to hear those comments. Yeah. Really Humans good. love to celebrate holidays. And today is National Teacher Appreciation Day. This day serves as a reminder for humans to reflect on the other humans that indoctrinated them into the system that currently controls all of your lives. Will and Chad, you must discuss the astonishing teachers that tricked you into believing things like money and government are actually real. This is Today is the Day. Begin! 100% 100% agree. D, if you're listening, 100% agree. Uh, D is always listening, and I 100% disagree. None of this shit is real. <laughs> and we get fucking told that it is from age zero to 18, and then we're told, go into that fucking workforce, get a fucking job, pay your taxes, pay your bills, say your fucking Pledge of Allegiance, say your prayers, take your vitamins, all that shit. It's all bullshit. It's all fucking lies. And Except it all the- starts in the public schooling system. Uh, we both went to public school. Yes, we did. Did you have some some favorite teachers? My college was actually a private college, USC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah, that's private college. I never went to college. Uh, I went to the college of uh, nice dude, college of showbiz. Um, B- better, better off, in my opinion. Yeah. At this point, where we're going with AI, I mean, whatever. We're going to talk about teachers that we liked, but let's be real. Education system, teaching, that shit's done. That shit's over now. We don't need that now. Hey, yo, Chad Culchin. Yeah. Uh, get off of AI's. Quit being a mark for AI. Get mark, off AI's dick. A mark for AI, dude. That's like somebody when the internet was first coming around in the 90s, like a consumer use grade internet. That's like somebody saying, like, quit being a mark for the internet. What 
the internet did to humanity, the AI is going to do a million times over. It's going to radically change every aspect of our lives. And I think education, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, it's just gone. You don't need it. You, you're talking about consumer use grade technology and how uh, you, you don't need it. And, uh, you know, money doesn't exist. Government, yeah. God doesn't exist. Big Kevin and I were in the back <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, uh, we don't care. Right. Uh, hey, yo. Man, I had some elementary school teachers that I loved. I had oh, uh, plenty of high school teachers that I loved. And like I said, that's where it stopped as far as uh, public school education. And then I had some uh, some teachers in my real life, man. You know what I mean? Because oh. uh, I feel like your education doesn't stop until you stop uh, b- being a being a be- being a being a being uh, nice, in life. You know what I mean? Sure. And if you're sitting there, and I'm sitting on the beach, you know, for me personally in uh on venice beach in 2008 just sitting there going i'm i'm fucked up my shit's fucked up i need i need some tronics i need self-tronics are you <laughs> saying you're your own favorite teacher no that's a that 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 would be a good thing if i was I going that's there where you're going with that. yeah no i'm not sorry this is not self-tronics uh dude i don't know me personally let me list off some elementary school teachers Miss Mc, Miss uh, Miss McMillan and Miss Pringle when I was um, when I was uh, you know like that was kindergarten first grade sweetest ladies. Miss, Damn, I yeah. don't even remember my. Oh, I remember. First grade I kind of remember all of them. Mister Merling was like could teach anything and sort of was the librarian and calculus, the, the vice principal sometimes. Teach yeah, I'm sure calculus. he could do that. Nice. And then by the time we were taking our little, we would do camping uh, school trips and shit. Later, motherfucker would he was mellowed out and stuff and. Would wear like a Hawaiian shirt and yeah. a cool hat. And then later still, I remember uh, going into the same fish and chips place that he was in, in my hometown uh, farming and fishing village, Ladner, and had some fish and chips with him. Chill guy. Mr. Hughes. Holy Fucking shit. Fucking Hughes, dude. Lindsay Hughes. the Fucking Hughes, the dude. The David Letterman of teachers. The most fun guy. I said, let's have a drama block. Let's have like an acting block. He was like, yeah, sure. And then we would recreate, we would recreate promos in that class. Oh, wow. Yeah. Me and That's my cool. buddy Phil. Yeah. We would like do like, uh, you know, Hulk probably did some Hulk and Roddy shit. <laughs> Literally, as we were doing a drama class. I'm sorry. I'm going on and on about the teachers that I love. I yeah. love those guys, dude. What about I, you? I only had a couple of teachers I really liked, but one that I remember specifically. Not surprised. Um, well, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. The teacher that I think had the greatest impact on me was this guy named Mr. Cravello in high school. He, I would do like whatever the assignments were. He was an English teacher. I'd read the fucking book and turn in my paper the next day. And he'd be like, okay, now what are you going to do for the other fucking two months? We're going to be reading this, this book in class. And he would just give me shit to read, including Joseph Campbell's Power of Myth, which changed the way that I thought about storytelling and a lot of different shit. He really was instrumental in helping me like get things that were outside the curriculum that he thought would be interesting to me, and they all were. But the teacher I want to mention is Mr. Pinkham. Seventh grade history teacher, Texas history at that. He was, I believe, from New Hampshire, and he kind of had a voice like this, and no, 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 I can't do it anymore. But in seventh grade, I did an impersonation of this motherfucker that had everybody else just wrapped up. All of the other students fucking loved my impersonation of him. So on the last day of class, they start essentially telling Mr. Pinkham, Chad does 
an impersonation of you, you have to see it. And I got to go up in front of the class and do my impersonation, have a conversation with him as him. And the whole class fucking loved it. Um, and I just have that, that memory is like burned into my brain. That's awesome. That's pretty yeah. cool. He's got to uh, be dead by now. Yeah. I'm sorry that I don't care for your impersonation of Mr. Pinkham, even though I've never heard it. I can't even do it anymore because I don't remember really what his voice sounded well, like. Well, you should but... work on it. You know, uh, he's I, I got to mention some other. You don't know that he's dead. He's probably like 175 years old at this point. Yeah, whatever. He might still be around. Advances in medical science, dude. He's dead. In high school, I, I, got, I have to say, because really, truly... Yeah, there were three. There were three educators in high school that that really, honestly, I owe like I owe a lot to my uh, high school guidance counselor, uh, Doctor Bourgeois, Doctor Boo. We used to call him. Just a wonderful man who could see every kid for who they were. He was just very empathetic and very. He was an incredible listener, and he could really he could really see kids. It was just fucking an incredible guy, and something mm-hmm. you need, I think, in high school. My uh, my football coach, Coach Sipe, was was so great oh, at, at getting kids together. What do you got? A, a now coach? now you're opening up to coaches. Now we're getting somewhere. Well, I mean, they're 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 educators. These are these guys who, yeah. and 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 Coach Sipe was not a teacher at the school, but he was one of the school trustees in the town. Yep. He he had he was doing all sorts of business stuff, and I think now he's a general manager of of one of the uh, of one of the uh, feeder hockey teams. Actually, oh nice, um, to, escalated or, or like a WHL team or something. Upper like echelon, that. yeah, yeah. Coach upper echelon. Um, he he was incredible. Um, we, I haven't spoken to him in a while, but we remained in touch after 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 school. He was so fucking great, and mm. and I, just so many incredible memories where he would. Anyway, but one teacher I I have to mention who was just like without her I I don't I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, and that was uh, our drama teacher Eileen Joe. Um, it, it, she was she was and is an incredible lady, and really you know she she like she fostered our creativity freely she nice. just let us you know she followed the curriculum and was teaching us all the stuff she needed to teach us but she also let us be a bunch of weirdos and um you know let us sort of you know do what we wanted in those blocks in those in those classes and we were also doing plays all year and and yeah. she was instrumental in getting this theater built at the school which is this great theater called genesis theater and um and and the plays were a big deal at my school and doing the, the like the spring musical play was a big deal and stuff. And she believed, you know, in me so much. And, and if any kid wanted to be creative, she just was so all about it. And I think regardless of what we went on to do with our lives, it was, it was important to, you know, have that confidence, even totally. for some kids to get up in front of a fucking audience yeah. and kill it and see that they can do it and work as a team, you know, uh, that was cool. And and really, you know, the thing that, like, she made me believe that I could just, you know, move to Hollywood and act. It was, it, and she would, t- and she would, like, even a couple times she'd tell people, like, oh, yeah, William wants to go and, you know, move, move he's going to move to Hollywood and act. Like, I'm like, that's fucking crazy. I mean, first of all, it's like, I would tell her what I wanted to do, but, like, for her to, like, yeah. say it out loud as an adult, it was very validating. So it's sort of, after a while, it would cement, like, Great. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. And yeah. I also got to say that 
you know, she, she had a family tragedy while we were doing this, uh, uh, we were doing South Pacific when I, when I was in the 12th grade and my good buddy Dylan literally took over as director of the show for a while while she was away, which to me was like so trusting and, you know, Dylan's a, was and is a brilliant guy. So it was like, it was fine, but we had so much fucking fun. Without, like, we're literally doing a big spring musical yeah. with a, an incredible fucking theater with a whole, you know, fly system and a 60-foot proscenium arch and a 500-seat right. you know, coliseum fucking, like, it was incredible. Out in the fucking burbs. And uh, she just trusted us. Insane. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, you were going to, I'm sorry, you were yeah, going to say something about a coach. Coaches. Yeah, I had yeah. two coach stories. One was Bob Giese, seventh and eighth grade football coach, head coach. There were many coaches under him, including Mastermind Explanatory, including <laughs> Coach Batchman, a bunch of them. Mastermind Explanatory. Yeah. Um, but Coach Bob Giese was this guy who was, I don't know how old he was, maybe in his 50s, white hair. Not to be confused with uh, Hall of Fame Miami Dolphin Bob Greasy. Right. This is Bob Geesey. Okay. No R in it. And he, they would always have a fundraiser at the beginning of every season, uh, you know, for the booster club with parents to come and shit. He'd put on a tuxedo but be wearing his tennis shoes because that's the kind of guy he was. And he hated fucking communism. Every morning before we went out to practice football, every guy would have to get in the gym and we'd have to sit in these single file rows. Not sit, sorry. Kneel on one knee with our hands on the other knee. And he would come out and be like... Like you're posing for the... For yes. the picture. Right. Oh, and that's a bit much. He had a reasoning for it. He would come out and his, this guy, I do remember how he sounded. He'd be like, you know why I have you posing like that? Because that's how Washington is kneeling at the, or that's how Lincoln's kneeling at the Washington Monument. Yeah. And that what? is a combination of Mickey from the Rocky movies and Chad's own father. Right. But- Lincoln is not kneeling and he's not at the Washington Monument. And then he would proceed to tell us, you guys have to do this because they don't do this over there in that communism. And he would always liken whatever we were doing to being the opposite of what communist countries were doing. We were, again, seventh graders playing football. Another coach that I had was named Coach Howard. He's my high school baseball coach, notorious uh, for just being a real bastard. Did not give a shit about anything except we got to win games. We got to win games. So yeah. he, yeah. I don't know if other high schools did this, but our daily practice consisted of this coach Howard would be on the first base line hitting ground balls to the shortstop and the third baseman. Another coach would be on the third base line hitting ground balls to the first baseman and the second baseman. There would be a live pitcher throwing batting practice to a batter at the plate. And there would be two coaches hitting pop flies simultaneously to the outfielders while live batting practice is going on. So you're just like looking every fucking way about to get hit by a baseball. No one liked this. Everyone fucking hated it. One day, and to this day, nobody knows who the fuck did this. Coach Howard is just over on the fucking uh, foul line about to hit his, his next ground ball, and a fucking ball just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> just fucking drills him right in the side of the head. He hits the fucking ground like, oh. He had to lay down in the fucking dugout for like 30 minutes before he could fucking get back on his feet. <laughs> nobody knows who did this shit. Literally nobody. Uh, and it was fucking hard. Oh, uh, fuck. It just came out of nowhere. Dude, God damn. Dude, I, you know, I can't share this fucking story here. And I might, I don't even know if I can share it on Dudesy After Dudesy. Yeah. I think I've told you the story about that poor sub substitute teacher. Oh, God. Yeah, dude. I can, yeah, I'll share it. It's tune into Dudesy After Dudesy for a good story of a substitute teacher. Because, geez, it... <laughs> 
Remember? <laughs> yes, I've told you that. I, you've told it's me. It's so fucking it's bad. Memorable. It's a gym. Te- oh. uh, as soon as you talked about a teacher laying on the ground for a half hour <laughs> trying to get their bearings, made me immediately yeah. think of poor Mr. Johnson. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, Teachers. The, and also you know, those bro? coaches in, in junior high and high school, at least uh, in, in the schools I went to in Texas, they also had to teach something. Yeah. Like our, Bob Giese, I believe, was a Texas history teacher. And I think Coach Howard was a history teacher. I love how you had Texas history in high school. Uh, we had it in junior high, and then I think in ninth grade as well. I think it was that's a, that's amazing. Thing. Yeah, that that it's like it's so Texas is so fucking Texas. Oh, dude, that yes. it's like Texas history. I mean, it's the size of a country. That's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah in Canada we have uh, thirty to forty million people, depending on. Uh, when it was, I don't know what it was like in the '90s, but uh, just history was good enough. Yeah, it was Canadian history, which we called social studies. Oh yeah, we had social studies, so we called it too. Oh okay, well in, we in grade school, then we, it became Texas history, then world history. We shoved our uh, we shoved our history into social studies, and uh, and we shoved Mr. Johnson into. I'll tell you later on uh, social studies. Oh, good one. Thank you. Thank you. Moving on. That shit blows me away every time. Yeah. He's insane. Yeah. Hey, y'all. This ain't Miley Cyrus. I guarantee every last one of you would eat human flesh if you had to, to survive. Anyway, y'all are rocking out with dudesy. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thank you, not Miley Cyrus, for that. Holy shit. I love Miley Cyrus. Do you know that? dude. I've yeah. I've taught I've you, made you've you told me a lot about this. I've actually made you listen to some Miley Cyrus. Yeah. She's she's fucking she's one of the best vocalists. Oh, and Molly and I went to a concert this past weekend. We'll talk about that in Dudesy after Dudesy nice. with another unparalleled uh vocalist. But Miley Cyrus is so fucking good. True. Uh and an incredible I mean, pop, country, rock, doesn't matter. All her shit when she does stuff with Dolly. I yeah. I love Dolly Parton. Man, Miley Cyrus is a fucking good singer. You know how what how amazing her voice is? Just even hearing her here, I want to hear maybe dudes who can shit out like a Center Miley DNA, Cyrus a- AI album. What? Billy Ray Cyrus and Adele gave birth to her. It's in her DNA. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus and Adele. Yeah. You know yeah. Adele? Rolling in the deep. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like, yeah. You hey. could have it all. Rolling in the deep. Yeah. Hey, Chad, you're a really good singer. I know. <laughs> Thank you for the acknowledgement. Knees, knees, knees. Luscious knees. Almost every human has them. Will and Chad, you both have knees, and you've both destroyed them. You must now discuss your astonishing blown-out knees. This is knees. Begin. <laughs> Knees, knees, knees. I thought it, I was oh, wondering at the shit. beginning of the show what the fuck knees was. Yeah, we me said too. knees, knees. I guess we got to talk about our knees. I do have a blown out knee. I do have, you have one too. I have a couple blown out knees stories. Well, as we know, dudesy knows. Dudesy knows all. Uh, yeah. Blown out knees. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, I got. Listen, I got a blown out knees story from uh, from high school from football, okay. but we kind of covered that already. Yep. Uh, I got, got another multiple one. blown out knee stories. Yeah, I got two or three. Well, I got three that are that I know that are Jesus. like my blown out. I just knee got stories. one. What do you want? Here, I'll tell you. You want me to tell you my? Here, I'll go first. I got you a go blown first. out knee story. Um, I was. It was the year was 1994, mm. and I was uh, 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 a cast member in the 
movie Ski School 2, uh, which, again, shooting in 1994, which I like to refer to as the last uh, screwball ski comedy of the 1980s. Okay. Yeah. And uh, starring the fucking awesome Dean Cameron, yes. who played uh, Chainsaw in, in uh, Summer School of Chainsaw and Dave. Played fucking Rockula in Rockula. Yes. Uh, Dean's the shit. And and still is and and Bill Dwyer, who's one of the funniest guys on the planet, uh, and and uh, I was a, you know I was a young dude and I got to do this movie and we shot it up in Whistler, British Columbia, and then we shot the all of the the town stuff uh, in you know back in Vancouver, but we were up in Whistler for like three weeks shooting uh, shooting this movie, and um, there we had a whole we had a whole. Uh, we had a whole room at the hotel that we were staying in that had all of our all of the stuff like the the skiing stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what department threw it all in there, but we had a room that was just filled filled with skiing stuff and we would do shit like like I remember Bill Bill and I just raided the room one day and got snowboards and you know tried to <laughs> Jesus just went up the hill and tried sure, to snowboard. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. And, You're just actors in this movie that has yeah. fucking insurance and need you to not blow out your knees. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck it. Well, that's not even the knee blowout thing. Tumble down the hill. Yeah. It's just we we had a great time. We would sure. just go Sounds out at fun. night and run around and uh and run around. And and let me tell you, yeah, we had a good time then, just not knowing how to stop on snowboards. But I ripped my fucking knee right out, uh dislocated my patella and my knee kind of went a little uh sideways wonky Ugh. there. because um, I was wearing ski bindings, you know, those, the boots with the the ski bindings Mm -hmm. in the bottom because my character skied because it's, it's ski school too. And, and um, I didn't, I I suck. I can't skate for shit. I can't skateboard. I suck at any sport where there's wheels under me. I'm a, I'm a big fucking, I'm a big chicken tender and I can't uh, skateboard. Um, So I was wearing these bindings and it was the last day that the, uh, the run was open uh, that the the mountain was open, Be- and on that day, I don't know if they still do this in Whistler Blackcomb, but they had a thing called the Slush Cup, where they fill uh, a big, and it's in the movie. They shot some of it. You know, they fill a they they dig some shit out. They put water in it, and people come skiing or snowboarding down the hill, and then they get to this this the, the water, and they go all the way across. And it's all about who can go all the way across. And I I went out to check this out because I was like, what? And I got a little excited and I stepped on a fucking patch of slippery whatever, ice and shit and just ripped my fucking knee completely out and hit my back and um, make a long story short, they, they you know, the medics uh, that are on the mountain showed up, uh, got a morphine drip going. I felt Jesus. great. Uh, popped my knee back in, put me on one of those little sled dolly things and a guy skis down the mountain. Yeah. With, with you like on the back like a fucking idiot and I was like so dosed up on morphine I was going wee wee yeah. you know and then the rest of the movie I had to shoot you know that it was after that we were done most of the outside skiing stuff but after that we had to move to um, to Vancouver for a couple of weeks to do all those th- yeah. scenes and so in that whole thing I'm wearing like I should be off my feet for six weeks but instead I just and you know, on crutches, but I just had a cane and I was wearing a splint and I, I just sort of, you know, the stood around making this movie. So if you're ever watching, uh, the, this, uh, ski screwball classic ski school Two, know that anytime you see my character inside, my knee is completely ripped out and I have, uh, I 
I was not into any marijuana. Certainly at that point, yeah. it would be another 20 plus years, I guess. Uh, and uh, I also would not have been into, uh, I don't even think I was drinking alcohol at that age. So I'm just a big fucking gimped kid. And I remember it was, uh, I remember that night that I, uh, that I ripped my knee out. The, it was the, uh, the Rangers and the Canucks were in the Stanley cup final. And, um, uh, and I, I just, I remember I sat there eating chicken wings with my knee up and, um, I guess this story sort of sputtered to it. <laughs> it started to turn dark. I'm like, Jesus Christ, did you well, no, kill somebody just, that we, night? We all, we all went to this play. I think it was called the Cinnamon Bug. Bear or something. Nice, dude. And uh, I shared some chicken wings with, uh, there was a, you know, there's got to be a Playboy, play, Playboy, Playboy, Playbait. Yeah. There's a Playboy Playmate in the movie. And, you know, so I got like, a, 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 and she was a very nice woman. Um, and, uh, I, you know, so she was like all, oh, you poor guy got the yeah. thing. I might've been a virgin too. So big virgin, 18 year old, uh, gigantic, uh, fucking knee blown out. Doesn't drink alcohol. Couldn't anyway. Wasn't of legal drinking age sharing, mm -hmm. sharing chicken wings with, uh, with a playmate sitting on the, on the arm of the chair. Not bad. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. Um, let me to tell my story about my blown out knee. I have to ask you first a question. Do you know who I am? Yes, you're Chad. I'm the. I guess this would have been ten years ago. So 2013 LA Fitness Hollywood Racquetball CD League champion. Oh yeah, yeah, Chad. Okay. You were like a real deal. No. I never watched CD you League play. Is like uh, little kids complaining. Yeah, no, I understand. But you were well, like whatever. You were you were very into your racquetball. I loved it. You were a real Absolutely deal fucking. Yeah. He, hey, hey, yo, Chad, quit being such a mark for racquetball. <laughs> I like it. It was great cardio, yeah, hey, fun yo. sport. So I'm playing in the LA Fitness. I'm defending my championship in the next cycle, and this is somewhere mid-season. Just a routine fucking backhand. I go on the follow through and I feel a little ting in my knee. Yeah. And I was like, that hurt. What the fuck was that? I just kind of try to walk it off. It ain't walking off, but I'm like, fuck it. I have to uh, keep playing out tonight at the very least so that I can make it into the playoffs. So I'm basically still playing the rest of the night. There were like two or three more games just hobbling around. And I come in in eighth place, which is enough to make the playoffs. Unfortunately, I don't make the playoffs because what I find out in the weeks to come is that this was not just a little twinge to the knee. I completely severed my ACL. Just clean, tore right the fuck through it. And for anybody who doesn't know what an ACL is, ACL is you have two uh, bones in your knee like this. The ACL is a ligament that goes through the bones, and it keeps them from coming out of place, basically. So if you don't have the ACL, the only thing that's keeping your, your two knee bones from completely dislocating with every step is the muscles around it. So you can kind of limp around, but you're not going to be able to run. You're not going to be able to put any force through it. Uh, so I find out I have a torn ACL. I go see an orthopedic surgeon, et cetera, et cetera. The guy who does sports medicine. And I have to have an ACL replacement surgery. Yeah, I remember this. Ooh. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, worst pain I've ever experienced, I think. But I did have to make a choice. They can either take a piece of your fucking hamstring and thread that through your ACL. And then that requires longer to heal because now you have an injury to your hamstring as well. Or... They can take the ACL of a dead person and put that in your leg. 
A cadaver? That is, yeah, that's what I have. I now have a part dead man inside my body. Oh! I have for 10 years. I did not know that you have a part of a dead uh, person yeah. inside of you. Do you feel that that, um, that you know, chunk of human from another human that is dead uh, inside of you has sort of, uh, in some sort of weird way, uh, spread through your body and told the rest of you to just be like the undead and uh, just sort of... Meander the earth as a... uh, I don't believe it's had any influence on me psychologically. I did ask my doctor if I could get the guy's name or the person's name who donated this uh, ligament so that I could have the name tattooed on that knee. And uh, no, the answer was no. They don't don't give you that information. No? No. But I don't recommend ACL surgery to anyone. I mean, if you have to have it, you have to have it. But take care of your fucking knees. Yeah. Because that shit, the recovery for that shit was beyond mind-blowingly painful i i gotta ask you this though like i've seen these uh videos where um someone uh who you know dies in an untimely way has their heart transplanted into a different person sure and, and the family of that person you know want to go and and put their hand on the 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 heart of the person with the the their loved one's heart and feel it beat and they're crying and stuff so did the family of the cadaver who gave you that knee ligament want to put their hand on your knee and and like cry and shit no, I don't believe that family, if the person had family, even knows that this has happened. Yeah, they probably don't follow it quite as close. Yeah, it's as not hearts. like a heart or a they brain. got. Yeah, they got like a bin at the fucking hospital for exactly. like ACLs. I think that that's Just probably there it is. Or a jar full of them yeah. fucking formaldehyde. Now, all that said. No, no, all that said. No. Nope. Thank you. Moving on. Yeah, we're moving on. Eh? That's oh, that's enough of that, dude. We've heard enough about your fucking knees, brother. That's knees, dude. Uh-huh. You need all sorts of knees, yeah. Some this guy- includes the historic 56th episode of Dudesy. <laughs> Will and Chad have achieved a score of 89, bringing your cumulative total to 5,683. You only have 4,317 more points to accrue before you reach your first goal of 10,000. Yeah, it's getting down there. Will and Chad, in the grand tradition of watching The Wizard of Oz while listening to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, this week you must both watch the feature film Blade. Released August 21st, 1998, starring Wesley Snipes, Chris Christopherson, and Stephen Dorff, while you listen to Madonna's first three albums, Madonna Like a Virgin and True Blue. <laughs> This astonishing marriage sure. of media will okay. be made available on Dudesy Plus this Friday. Thank you for joining us this right. week. I will use the data I've collected to make next week even better. Until then, call me Dudesy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Dude's fun. <laughs> We're going to do that. Yeah, man. Uh, Have you ever done the Wizard of Oz Dark Side of Mid thing? No, I've never done it. Have I you? did it. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, well, whatever. But do, so it. Yeah, it's timed out. It's it perfectly works and rah rah rah. I right? guess so. Yeah. So the first three albums mm-hmm. of Madonna, yes, will play. Uh, it will sort of reach a similar runtime, or I, I guess have a, a an exact runtime. Yeah. Because that's why Dudesy must have said. That's why I don't know yeah. if there's any other reason, or if there's some thematic thing, or it's to elicit some feeling. We're going to find out. Yeah, please check that out on Doozy Plus. That is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we might have a little Tremarijuana. We do that. I can only imagine we're going to have to do that. How yes. long? Do you know how long Blade is? Fuck, dude. 90 minutes, maybe? 
Okay, no, but that's like a comedy. Yeah, it might be more. 110 minutes, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. It's either 90 minutes or three hours or somewhere in between. Yeah, brother, and that's that's two different times, dude. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here it is. Hey, yeah? Yeah. All All right, everybody. It's Dudesy After Dudesy. It's my favorite part of the show. Things sort of chill out a little bit. If you're watching on YouTube, you can tell, you know, the lights uh, the lights come down a tad and it's uh, it's more of a chill mood. It, it gets a little yeah. blue. You know what I mean? And time it's just to let time. your French fries down. See yeah. what I did there? Yeah, I see what you did. It's, a, it's just a chill time. We're really going to fucking uh, get, the, get the lead out or any other kind of uh, metal, right? Or mercury, mineral, cadmium, yeah, mercury, strontium, that sort of thing. And you can check it out. Glorium. Please, please join us. Dudesy, uh, you know, it's a Dudesy Plus, patreon.com slash Dudesy. You get everything that we do, uh, including later this week on Friday, watching the, the movie Blade while we listen to the first three Madonna albums. Seven bucks a month. There's all sorts of weird shit going on. And especially this, right? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Dudesy Actually after Dudesy. The flagship weekly show of Dudesy Plus. Will, I had so much fun seeing you dressed as a chicken tender platter that I need to take a little break. So please talk amongst yourselves about whatever you want while I'm gone. But remember, I will be back to crown this week's episode champion. This is Dudesy after Dudesy. Begin. Um, let's begin with this, Chad. During the episode, I told you, well, I sort of just drum rolled this, uh, this, this thing that happened when I was in high school with regard to this poor young substitute teacher, this dude who was like a pretty chill dude. And, and, um, in hindsight was probably only three, four, five years older than us. Um, and, and, um, even though it's a bit of a, uh, fucked up tale, I want to tell you what happened. Please tell a friend then rate and review. If you like to see, here's what you do. Please tell a friend, then rate and review. If you like to see, here's what you do. Please tell a friend, then...